This is Roof English Radio with Darenata, daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Roof. This is Roof English Radio. Hello, I'm Darren Adam. Thanks very much for your company. Once again, here in Iceland, we wait and we watch to see if there's going to be a volcanic eruption that the earthquakes over the last few days usually predict. That's been the pattern over the last three years. And someone who's been at the very heart of those eruptions over the last three years on the Reykjanes Peninsula and is watching along with everyone else is my friend and colleague here at Roof, someone that you may well know from the uh, eruptions over the last few years. Vala Gretesson. Hello, Vala. Hello, Darren. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me. You're very, very welcome. We spoke, of course, during the summer when Fagregalsfjallet erupted. Yeah, right. And uh, we said at the time that, that felt like a very tourist-friendly, a very <laughs> beautiful eruption because it was yeah. in a harmless place. People yeah. could get to it easily and it was very pretty. This is very different if it happens. Yes. Now we are, uh, the, what do you call it, the honeymoon days. They are yeah. over. Yes. We are now to the serious part of the volcanoes in Iceland. Uh, this is obviously not going to be a touristic uh, eruption. This might be like a hundred times bigger, they say. I don't know, like in scale, don't, don't quote me on that, by mm, the way. Mm. But it's going to be significantly bigger, that's for sure. Um, it's, uh, if it's, if it's going to go up, the most likely place it's going to go up is like on the axis of the Grindavik town or literally in the middle of the town. Yeah. Uh, we can see the crack, like um, I don't even know the English word for this, but... Icelanders have so many weird concepts when it comes to uh, th- these uh, these things. Yes, the Icelandic word for defensive wall doesn't really translate into <laughs> English either. And of course, that's something that's, that's very much a live concept just now with the work that's been done around the power station. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not really funny, but it's like, uh, the, the, yeah, we, we, of course, we think about volcanoes more than most of the natives, I guess. Therefore, we have more words about it. But there is like a, a valley is like the best word for this. It's like it's cracking up... Uh, into the ground, becoming something that we call a valley in, in Icelandic. Yes. I think we would the best word we could use would be sinkhole. But again, sinkhole yeah. means something else yeah. in other places. This yeah. is this is related to the ground basically falling in on itself. Falling down, yeah, exactly. Yeah, You've seen yeah. the cracks and so on. We call it like a valley. Basically, it's just opening up. Uh, and therefore, uh, this is where the, the volcano is trying to come up. Uh, the volcano is only in what uh, they think it's around five and four or four or four or five hundred meters depth. Mm. I don't know what that is in miles, but uh, you just Google it, I guess. Uh, and the thing is, of course, about that is that we know it because of the uh, gases that are, yes. that are coming up right now. And this means that it's much closer than we thought. It used to be uh, like last weekend after the the, uh, the the earthquake series, it was around 800 meters. Mm meaning that it's crawling, uh, well, uh, like slowly, but it's crawling yes. up. And the presence of that gas, the SO2, the sulfur dioxide, the way that it was discovered at the level it was discovered, as you say, that's an indication that the magma is very close. That's very where close. the gas is coming from. Yes. And that's why the town of Grindavik was evacuated yesterday yes. afternoon. And by the way, we're having our conversation at about half past two on, what is this, Wednesday, Wednesday yeah. afternoon, yes, <laughs> 2.30 Wednesday afternoon. As we sit here, no eruption yet, that may of course change. And, and let's talk about whether that's going to change because one outcome remains the possibility mm-hmm. that this doesn't come to anything, that, that after all this activity mm-hmm. and after all this terrible damage and heartache, that there is no volcanic eruption. Right. We have we have few ways to go about it, uh, like, what do you call it, scenarios? Scenarios, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them is that this could go on, uh, go off in, the, in this ocean. This would be the a pretty bad one, uh, probably the worst one. 
This means that it would uh, affect your flights if you're going to go between the UK and uh, Europe and uh, and uh, the mm. North America. But not quite on the same scale as 2010. No, hopefully no. not. Because uh, it's not it's not under a glacier. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But in the ocean, it, there is enough of it, so it it it, it might. Uh, have a devastating effect, but this is the most unlikely uh, yes. possibility right now. Another one is that uh, it will go off uh, around uh, Grindavik. Uh, the, the the third one is that it will go off a little bit uh, closer to the, and I'm not sure about the, the directions there, closer to like Blue Lagoon and the like Svartsengi, the black fields. Which is north uh, of the town. North of the town, yeah, yes, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and that will be... Uh, I mean, neither better or worse for Grindavik. It could the lava could go there, mm. uh, but that's the, the place that we call is like Sundmuka Gigar. It's it's like I know it's it's hard words, but it's but it's basically black fields. It's, it's yeah, easy yeah, to remember yeah. that, and we call it. It's, it's literally the translation of the of the place that in yeah. Icelandic, and then of course the last scenario is basically nothing, uh, which is at the same time the most horrific one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. because of the people that live there, uh, mostly, because they know then that uh, this uh, volcano is always going to come up one time or another. Uh, it's better to get it out of the way because yeah. then we know uh, at least there will be possibly a few thousand years in, for the next one or 800 years. Uh, but if it won't come up, I mean, what are you going to do? Go move back home and wait. Yeah. It doesn't and, sound and good. There are signs, as again, as we speak at 2.30 this afternoon on Wednesday, there are signs that at the edges of this thing, the magma is solidifying. It is cooling. Yeah. yeah. Not in the heart of it, but at the edges. So yeah. it, it could be yeah. the case that this thing seals itself up, but then yeah. just continues to, to wait. All people that we have talked to, uh, experts, uh, volcanologists uh, and so on, uh, they say it's very unlikely that it won't come up because yeah. how uh, high the, the magma is right now. Because it's so close to the it's surface. It's so close yeah, to the yeah. surface that they say it's... Uh, uh, I mean, the only thing is that perhaps we have to wait longer. And again, that will be devastating also for yeah. the people in Grindavik. Yeah. Uh, the, more, the longer we wait, uh, this will be worse and worse uh, for, for the for the village, of course, for, the, for this beautiful town. Yes. So it's yeah, and, and particularly when even on Friday night, it seemed as if an evacuation was not going to be necessary. Civil defence said we don't see any right. reason to evacuate the town. Then the data came in from I think the Met Office, didn't it? About nine o'clock. Yeah. Um, or 10 o'clock maybe, saying, look, we've seen that the centre of this activity is under the town of Grindavik. And indeed, you were on air, on roof. Yeah. You were interviewing the mayor of the town when yeah. a significant earthquake the, hit. The, yeah, this was incredibly odd, I have to say. This was such a quick uh, scenario that when it comes to all of this, the, the day had been pretty uh, slow yeah. uh, when it comes to like act earthquake activity. Of course, it was there and it was always pounding and so on. But it's uh, even for the people of Grindavik, there are few people that are, has, are as experienced when it comes yes. to that as those yes. people. So they know what a dangerous kind of a seismic activity is. So uh, it wasn't until four o'clock when it started to be very, very rapid, very mm. uh, like hard hitting earthquakes. Uh, and uh, just to explain it, like uh, it's not it's not a good practice to just to use your imagination, but let's just explain it like this. Okay. Like, it was the feeling when you were there was literally like uh, there was an animal or something down there, like a monster just punching its way up, and 
like violently and mm. it was incredible to feel this mm. this was not your average it was like every um every uh earthquake felt like uh, in my in my opinion like five or six mm. in, in magnitude but it was really quick it was like punches uh, and therefore, like uh, the, our car were like were, were like jumping. Uh, we we it was hard to stand sometimes there, and we didn't really realize how much of a, a catastrophic event we were actually standing in at that moment. Yes. Because when you have like one earthquake, like many people in the world know this, one big earthquake shakes everything for thirty seconds, and then there was just rumors afterwards. In Iceland, we in, in this case, uh, we had l- those like uh, short, very hard-hitting earthquakes again and again and again and again yes. and again, and uh, at least one uh, per minute. So the houses were literally shaking slowly. Uh, what do you call it? Like crumbling slowly because we built for this. We mm. we are prepared for earthquakes, and that was like the the odd behavior of this, which was like. I have never felt anything like this. Uh, the people there never have had felt anything like this. And not even in the last three years, because no. I think it's worth just remembering that, you know, we've had 800 years of silence on this peninsula and then yeah. three eruptions right. in a row, 2021, 2022, and, of course, the summer of 2023 as right. well. But in each of those cases, the earthquakes, I think I'm right in saying, I wasn't here for two of them, but the earthquakes that came before the eruptions weren't that serious. Right. They were just a little tremor here and there. This right. is, this one's different. This was very different and because of how rapid it was uh, and, and how many there were, uh, one person that I met, they were literally just running out of their houses, people there, and it was absolutely horrific to see this and mm. like a uh, very odd uh, atmosphere. Uh, one young man told me that he the, between four and five o'clock in the day, he counted 64 like these very uh, massive earthquakes in one hour. Yeah. So it was like every minute at least. Well, let's bring us up to date with where we are right now. Some developments today, the uh, Icelandic National Disaster Insurance, I think is the English yes. name for it, that representatives have been in Grindavik already assessing the damage and they're mm-hmm. saying that they're, where they can, they're going to pay out before the disaster is over so at least people can start to get back on their feet, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, and every house that is fire insured in Iceland is automatically insured by this national scheme. Yeah. But of course, not every house is fire insured and so some people are going to find themselves underinsured potentially yeah i think i think almost all of them are uh that, that's the the practice in iceland more or less you have to have some kind of insurance when it comes to this mm. uh and uh, it, it will be like like a you know i don't know what in what instance it would not be okay. but uh, so all all of the people and companies and so on should should have this uh, and should be should get the uh, some insurance money out of this. This is only because like of fire uh, damages. Uh, yes, and but it, you've got uh, to have the fire insurance to be automatically covered it, by the uh, national disaster insurance. Yeah, but you have to have this. You, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. by law. You have to have uh, this. The fire insurance. It, yeah, this yeah. insurance. So, so the thing is that, uh, but the, the 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 like the problem that the people have is basically it can be a lot of difference in in numbers. Like, perhaps the fire insurance is thirty million Icelandic krona for mm. a house. But you could sell it for like 60, 70 million. That's actually the marketing sure. okay. uh, like cap for it. Yeah, or price. the market price, what you yeah. get if you sold it. So there's a difference between what it's insured for and what it's worth now, exactly. I suppose. Exactly, massive. Yeah. So so when you get this money, is it only going to go for the bank, for the for the loan, you know? it's. Uh, I yeah. mean, 
Yeah. It doesn't. Uh, I I think uh, politicians need to have a long, hard discussion about how to do this, so these people won't come out of this uh, with nothing. And do you think they will? Because there's already been. Um, no opposition, really, as far as we can see this week, to the idea of spending the money building defences around the Svartsengi power station. That work's happening right now. Do you think that if there were to be a bill that said, look, we as the Icelandic nation are coming together, we as taxpayers, we as the government, we're going we're gonna to pay for the gap so that no one ends up losing money as a result of this? Do you think that would be politically possible? Y- yes, uh, right now I think so. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like in my discussions uh, and also what just I have seen in, in the news myself at the roof, of course, yes. uh, it feels like uh, the people in, in Grindavik, uh, they have the feeling that there is kind of a lack of leadership here. And I think they're a little bit right, uh, correct about that. So it, it doesn't f- also like because politicians, they try not to be in the middle of uh, these events. Um, the same with COVID and so on. It's yes. like uh, there we have experts that are doing this and handling this, and it does uh, it often like you don't want to add political uh, presence of it, no, because it could become a scandal and just add to pressure and so on. You want to have this as uh, as care care yes. carefree as you can. But the bit the politicians can do is say we're going to, as far as possible, guarantee financially. We're going to use our uh, the weapons that we have, if you like, the levers that we can pull, which are financial ones. Yeah. We're going to do all of that to make sure that those burdens are as little as possible on people. Do you think that that is something yeah. we're going to hear more of? Yes, my I have been uh, working uh, on like uh, in in that uh, as a journalist in our past days, mm. and in all of my answers, this has been they they want to go there, but how to go there? How, mm. What way will will they go, and and what is the most practical way to go about it? That's unclear still, mm. uh, but uh, everybody is willing to do good. Uh, it's also about. Uh, uh, the the prime minister actually had a, a bill uh, that she presented yesterday that she wants to uh, protect people's earnings also. Yes. So they yes. they won't be uh, if they lose their job and so on they will not lose uh, they will they will have uh, get some benefits mm. uh, if it's not. And I think she referenced COVID in that, didn't she? Yes, she yes. said we'll do the same sort of thing that we did, and unemployment we, benefits being backdated to the start right. of the week. And yeah, uh, we and might so, actually use that, which is interesting also. Yeah. Uh, it's not. I mean, it, it's a lot of money, of course, but it, it's not that, like devastating for the for the Icelandic government. Mm-hmm. So the same mechanisms could be used again for yeah. for those people who've lost their income, uh, temporarily. We we hope. Now we talked about the work that's taking place around the Svartsengi power station. Um, I heard today. I don't know whether you heard this as well. That this wall, this defensive wall that might be built, could be thirty meters high. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, it sounds logical, to be honest. Yeah, it's enormous. I mean, it would get the job done, but it's huge, uh, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it will change a little bit uh, how you feel when you go to the Blue Lagoon in the future, if there will be a Blue Lagoon in the future. Well, with a 30-metre wall around it, there's yeah. a good chance it will survive. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> but but it, it might be frightening to see it. But, yeah, yeah like, people are... The politicians seem to be uh, on board when it comes to these uh, defensive walls, uh, but uh, I, I think I, I'm not sure. But we need to see how time will uh, yes. where time will take that. Also, I mean, we don't know where the volcano is going to come up. If it's no. going to come up uh, like a little bit above, 
I mean, uh, and volcanoes are just volcanoes. They just flow over whatever. And and even even gardens like that will not uh, stop them yeah. ultimately unless unless it's just uh, like for a short period or of time. Or a small eruption, yeah. I mean, something of that size, and I don't know whether that is going to be the case. It's just something that I heard. But if it was something of that size, you can almost imagine that becoming a tourist attraction in itself, can't you? <laughs> People come and see the wall. I mean, I would be a little bit frightening if, like, I would see something like that and, like, then go yeah. to the Blue Lagoon and, and knowing that if there will be eruption, uh, I mean, the, the water will be quite hot uh, at the same time because it's coming from the ground. Yes. So it, it might perhaps not be enough. Well, there are, there are two very important structures in, in that are being protected. Obviously, the power station is much more important because it That's supplies... That's the reason for this. Yeah, yeah, it supplies not just electricity, but hot water as well. Yes. And here is the math. The math yeah. is, the math is like, uh, it's very simple. Uh, we have uh, the option of building these uh, defence gardens uh, for around, what was it, 3 billion Icelandic krona. Uh, or lose all power, uh, hot water, sorry, uh, in the Reykjanes Peninsula mm. and the station itself. The mm. station itself would cost 70 billion Icelandic krona. The power station. The power yeah, station yeah. itself, I think, uh, just to build it again or make it more, like wow. functioning again. And uh, also the, uh, the the homes that would lose their uh, their hot water. And in Iceland, we use it to heat our houses. And if it's cold and snow and so yeah. on, you can imagine the, the properties that will be damaged. So it will be hundreds of billions Icelandic krona that will be the damage here. So three billions, hundreds of billions. It's I mean, it's always a pretty basic math. Yeah, yeah. What to I, do. There's, there's there's just no doubt that it's the right thing. To, it's the only thing to do when you're faced with the, the possibility of something so important being damaged. I mean, I never I never seen anything like this work before. I've never. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows exactly what will happen if this will happen. Yeah. But then you go back 50 years and, and what happened in the Westman Isles and you had the, the spraying of seawater right. onto the lava and, yeah. and the town, of course, Fismania, yeah, ended up with a better harbour than it had before. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not a popular opinion I have. I think most of this was just dumb luck, to be honest. Okay. But, well, maybe but, we'll be lucky again. Yeah, that, <laughs> Icelanders, I also have another un, unpopular opinion, which is Icelanders are relatively just a lucky nation. <laughs> and we've been again and again and again, just the two uh, eruptions have been in, in fantastic places. Yeah, yeah. And as you can see, all of this can be devastating for us. Yes, and we still don't know if it's going to happen. We don't know where it's going to happen. There is still a chance, of course, that this is a, a, a mild eruption. And yeah. there's some science that says that actually the scale of it, if and when it happens, it's not going to be as, as big an eruption. As exactly. That, that's the, the good news, uh, yeah. basically, is that although, I mean, the only thing we know now is how much magma is down there. And there is a lot of it, uh, and it's it's like in these. And we, I'm not talking about like like in the, at the core of the earth, like the magma that is up there and is is threatening to come up. Yeah, it's half a kilometer uh, away. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, uh, it also comes down to like uh, where it erupts. How big will the the opening be? The 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 volcano fissure. Fissure, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and so on. Perhaps it will be a small one, and perhaps nothing. Perhaps I mean, but I think it will always be. Uh, a pretty impressive uh, size, though. Yes. Well, let I think if if we could collectively cross our fingers, I think what we'd all want then is a small eruption as far north as possible, yeah. with lava that flows nowhere near exactly infrastructure, particularly the power station. Yeah, because the wilderness around it, and people people have been in the area, they they know, yeah. they know this, but it's, it's perhaps 
just to like uh, so you understand the, the area there the Reykjanes Peninsula which is uh, like 10% of the peninsula has some villages and towns mm-hmm. uh, but it's the size of London the whole yeah, area yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's like uh, the other 90% yes it's fine to have volcanoes there but the rest we're just it's just we're just unlucky if it comes yes. uh, up at Grindavik let's not have it there and we should also just finish by saying, as I've been saying on, on various worldwide media over the last few days, the rest of Iceland, outside of this desperately sad situation that's taking place in the southwest of the country, the rest of Iceland is unaffected by this. We are in right. the capital and we yeah. th- there's no danger to anyone in Iceland. Flights are still operating from the airport in and out. With I, no I have seen this a lot on TikTok. I have yeah. even, of course, uh, after my, I, I became a YouTube star also. You did. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and Polly. Uh, and Polly, Polly your course. dog, of course. Yeah. Uh, and I've been, uh, I'm not there anymore, uh, but um, I'm getting a lot of messages from a lot of people. Yes always stay safe and, and, and how this is in the news uh, in other countries it obviously feels like it's, it's affecting the whole country that's not the truth this is just a very uh, isolated place even the, the earthquakes mm. you didn't f- feel these earthquakes uh, in, in, in the Reykjavik city which is only like uh, 25 minutes drive away so it was... Uh, well, our, our, one of our Christmas decorations wobbled. That was about it. Well, in, 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 in Iceland, you always feel something. You feel something, but, yeah, but there was but nothing significant. Then, I mean, I, and, and again, with the, the sort of coverage that we're all doing for other international media, the number of radio stations that have approached me around the world and said, can you come on and talk about the volcano? And I say, well, hang on, there is no volcano <laughs> yet. There's no eruption no. yet. And we start the day on the Roof English blog by saying, you know, for as long as it's the case, we wake up and find that once again, after a reasonably quiet night, there has been yeah. no eruption. So any footage that you see. Yeah, right. And, and this is actually a good uh, like uh, lesson also for, for those that are actually waiting for this volcano or, or like just watching these events uh, mm. unfolding is that 90% of this is waiting, actually. Yeah. And, and when you this hit the world news and so on, most often is when the volcano comes up. But uh, the people around, they have been feeling this often for weeks and months. Yes. So, and yes. that's that's the case here. I, I mean, you could technically say that we are still in the same events as like it started three years ago yes. because the Reaganist Peninsula is, is, has a vacant and it's a, it's a monster of a, I mean, of a volcano station. It's six stations. Yeah. And when this one is done, we go to the next. Mm. This is going to be our reality, at least for the next 200 years. And then we, we in the end, we will have eruption in Krisuvik area, which is close to Hapnafjörður, which is uh, uh, 30,000 people mm. that live there. And then we might have one in, in Hengil, which is, would affect Reykjavik. Uh, and if that would happen, then we have another power station, like hydro, hydrogenic... Uh, hydroelectric power. Hydroelectric yeah, yeah, power plant. Yeah. And then that will go off, and then the Reykjavik area will not have water and uh, hot water and so on. So it's like... We are just in the in the absolute beginning of incredible events, which uh, st- stopped 800 years ago, but yes. has for some reason started again. Which seemed to have started again. I mean, the, the, again, the hope is that this is that this is geologically speaking a blip. But you, you're right; it, it's not likely to be, is it? If we've no. had these four events over the yeah. course of three years, 
after 800 years of silence. Yeah. And that's before we talk about the possibility in, in, in further eastern parts of the country, <laughs> right. volcanoes under glaciers, Oof, as yes. we saw in 2010. <laughs> so that, I mean, that's maybe for another day. You don't want to go there. And then you have Hekla, which is a pyroclastic <laughs> one. Yes. And then, of course, you have Katla, <clears throat> which, could, uh, which is just horrific. Well, Katla is the big one. That is Eyjafjallajökull uh, on stilts, isn't it? That really is. And that's on time, by the way. That's like, it was on time around, around a decade ago. It, it yes. goes off 100, at, uh, 100 years apart, mm-hmm. and we are around 110 years over now. But anyway, Iceland is perfectly safe to live in, perfectly <laughs> yes. safe to visit. If Genuinely, though, I mean, <laughs> seriously, if you've got a trip plan, I mean, we're sitting here in Reykjavik. Yeah, we're, yeah, not, yeah. we're not running for the, the hills, or no. maybe you'd run away from the hills at the moment, yeah. but you take my point. If you've got a trip planned, don't cancel. Take oh, the trip. Yeah, it's also just, it's absolutely amazing. And although you feel earthquakes, they are uh, nothing. That's the good thing, actually, about Iceland. Like, we have prepared for all of this for yes. decades. We know exactly what this is. We built our houses to last, like, uh, to feel this. I mean, the the series, Quake series that was in mm. Grindavik, this would have devastating whatever town in the world, but not in Iceland. No. I mean, it's incredible that all of these houses, although they are, uh, they are uh, destroyed, but they are still standing. Yes. It's incredible. And no deaths, no injuries. No. Everybody evacuated within yeah. a few hours. Even all the animals now, I think, yeah. have been accounted for Yeah, as well. not even an animal died in this. Uh, yeah. in yeah. all of this. Yeah, which so. is very... I think as well, just to conclude, it, it is obvious that when we would say this, wouldn't we, being patriotic, but it is obvious that, that some of the very finest brains in this area mm-hmm. are in Iceland, but because they have the, to yeah. be. Yeah, that's that's the truth. So it, there is no... Uh, as long as you, you, you just... Uh, uh, you listen to the government uh, and you you act smart, you know, yeah, and yeah. don't rush into these areas uh, and so on. Then yeah. then you're fine. They, like I always said, also on the YouTube, like the volcanoes, the disasters, they never kill you. It's basically trying to get there. That's always yes. what kill you. Yes. <laughs> Great advice as ever, Valo. Thanks very much indeed, Valo Gretison, my colleague here at Roof. As we bring you the situation as it stands at what is now four minutes to three on Wednesday afternoon, with still no eruption. It's Roof English Radio. I'm Darren Adam, and you can get in touch with us anytime. English at ruv.is. There is more from Ruv English with all the news from Iceland in English at ruv.is slash English. Ruv English Radio is a daily English language radio from Iceland's national broadcaster, Ruv.